Hello and welcome back to ASAP Weekly Pokemon Podcast. I'm your host, uh, which game? I don't know which name I go by in here. Robert. And I'm Robert, joined yes. by Matt <laughs> and Tristan. How are, how are you going? I'm doing well, doing? thank you. I'm not, so, I'm not so bad. How are you going? I don't know why I said how are you going. You know, I haven't I, talked I also to Ozzy for mine in years. You've, it's spreading. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what I will say is uh, the reason I was confused is because I, I tend to use my internet name uh, on most of the podcasts, but this is the one I'll use my real name. Okay, what I want to say was, whoa, Tristan is t- furiously typing. Furiously. <laughs> I really weird. hope it's picked up in the background. I think that'd be great. <laughs> I hope not as well. <laughs> oh, you, I well, I, no, I hope the mute button on my mic because someone just asked me a question. he actually typed the mute button and anyway okay a little disorganized but you know considering what game we're going to be reviewing today perhaps that is apropos um so with that in mind uh this is the sword and shield revisit um this is going to be probably i think think just like the sun and moon episode was hyped up because of its lack of release uh this has also been hyped up because i feel like a lot of our shows have been building up to this um, and as well, I think I think it'll be nice because what we'll have is in in two weeks or, or, or maybe three weeks, uh, we'll have our next show where we'll review our first take on the uh, the updated version. Uh, so Pokemon, uh, what is it? Diamond Pearl, Shining Diamond, and Shining Diamond and Pearls, Lustrous um, Pearl, so, <laughs> Illustrious Pearl. So yeah, we'll 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 have our takes on that hopefully, uh, or at least I, I'm sure I'll have played the game by then. Uh, yeah. So, so I'll like say what I think. To do in that time frame anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that next. Okay, so let's let's get into the Sword and Shield revisit. Um, there's a couple things that I've been opened my mind up to. Okay, so I'm going to propose this first before because I I know there's going to be, I think so, even because of the fact we we went back and reviewed all these shows, uh, we might have a worse opinion of Sword and Shield. So I thought maybe it's best to start the show maybe on a on a different perspective, okay? Uh, and with that in mind, uh, I was talking to one of my friends about this, um, and he said that like for him, like him and his friends absolutely love Sword and Shield. Um, and I was thinking about this, right? And I I think what it is about Sword and Shield is that if you have not played a Pokemon game in years, you're gonna love it. I think that's what it is, right? Because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people that came back. Maybe they have a switch and they didn't they didn't touch um, uh, yellow right and Eevee or Pikachu and Eevee right. Let's go. They didn't touch those games and you know they might have not touched the games since you know like like way back when right. So them going from that to the the quality at least the look of the game being so so upgraded. I think that's one thing where Sword and Shield really did kind of hit the mark is that. You know, if you're if you're going from some of these other games and you've always imagined a world of Pokemon, I think that's what that's the best part that it does. It's like here's a world of Pokemon that looks different than what you're used to. So, what are your takes on that? Maybe starting with Matt. I can I can see that. I have I'm very jaded um, <laughs> when it comes to Sword and Shield, but I can see that for someone who you know didn't really follow the series that well and you know got a switch and they're like oh hey a pokemon game's coming to my main console I, I played gold <laughs> yeah, you know i played ago. gold um uh, my past ago. experience with pokemon graphics is like 16 bit 
Uh, <laughs> and perhaps, you know, to, to be fair to the game, I think perhaps the idea of playing it on a TV is really nice. Um, yeah. Being able to experience it as a console game. I think, I think, I think that part I think not only just, just to, just to jump in briefly, I think not only it, can it be on TV, but it's also still a handheld. Yeah. It's really important. It's a perfect mix. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it really kind of hit its niche. Cause like I've played, I played console Pokemon games before and they're, I'm not going to say they're bad and I don't want to get into a full review because we might cover them at some point just for fun. We, we we've covered did. one of them. Oh, okay. Um, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Well, Tristan, I'm out of the loop. Tristan is the guru, okay. is the guru from, from the mountaintop who descends <laughs> to give his wisdom from time to time. Um. All right, then I'll I'll, I'll jump right in because I missed last last episode. Um, they they tried Pokemon on consoles before with the Coliseum games, and I still enjoyed Which them. We for talked what about they last were. episode. Yeah, I still I still yeah. enjoyed them for what they were. Um, I think several aspects of them were weird, like the ability to not just save anywhere. Yeah, um, that was one of the main deal breakers for me because it, it's it's one of the, like. There were other things I didn't like about how you can only catch Pokemon out of certain battles and like you had to kind of finagle your way around them because it was like the worst part of the horde battles from um, X and Y, but like early. Um, yeah. But like yeah, my, my main like sticking point was that it first. just really felt it just really felt like the game wanted me to play it on its terms. And that, that feels very un-Pokemon like. Um so Sword and Shield technically being a console game, but also having that handheld option, I think, is really, really helpful. You know, because you, you could be, say, you know, say you're playing on, you know, whatever, and you're playing on the TV, you're playing on the TV, you're, in, in this scenario, you're like 11 years old, and then, I don't know, you're going to your grandparents for dinner. You can technically then bring it with you instead of just stopping dead in a spot that may not be, like, great for Yeah. Them. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And uh, just relating to, um, because Robert, you mentioned that it was your friend and uh, a group of his friends who really enjoyed it, right? Yeah, they, they, a lot of them did. And I think I think there is a different kind of perspective. I think we've become very critical because we are comparing it to previous games. And I, I think what the previous games have over this game is this game is too, there's too much. I think there's too much they tried to do in one game, if that makes sense. That's like they fair, tried just know. to mm-hmm. get to what I was going to say for the group aspect, mm-hmm. because this is a game that has gotten through all of the uh, uh, growing pains that uh, Pokemon has had for like trying to make online work. Mm. So, you know, if you're part of a group of 20 somethings who fell off of Pokemon but have a switch and you pick up Pokemon and all your friends pick up Pokemon. You know, you maybe you know, you're not like uh high schoolers and you go, you don't go over to each other's houses after school anymore. So you you don't see each other that much, but you can connect through online and through online chat and it's like you're playing Pokemon with your friends as a kid again. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> You're actually playing Pokemon with your friends as, as a kid instead of talking about it in school the next day. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think that's very fair, for sure, for sure. And so I, I want to bring that up because I think sometimes, um, you know, I think the one thing that really bugged me about the this game was there was a point in the middle where I'm like, I'm, you know, I've, 
I feel kind of good. Like I've, I think I'm good. You know, I have that feeling where it's like, oh, I'm enjoying this, but it's a good thing it's only a 20 hour game because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because it, it it I think I really enjoyed it in the beginning, and I really enjoyed it once we had the expansions. I'm we, I'm sure we can talk about it a little more at the end. I, I have a but lot of positive thoughts for this game. That that's my spoiler alert. But but there is. Wow, that's actually surprising. Ooh, wow. ooh, I'm ready for that. Th- this is like, great. Okay, let's start like, with Matt I'm, then. Let's I'm start with the Matt. <laughs> jaded cynic. Robert is open for ideas, and uh, Tristan actually likes the game. <laughs> All right, let's let's start with Matt, and then we'll have Tristan. So, Matt, what are you after having you know been through a million of these games now, which we've covered? Um, what is kind of your new? Like comparing it to the other games, all that stuff. What is your feeling now? Now that all of this is done. My feeling is similar to what you just kind of expressed, that this game tried to do a bit too much. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's similar to an opinion I held way back in the first time we covered this, and that uh, they tried to do kind of two different games at the same time. They tried to, like, really experiment with the wild area, and they tried to also make a traditional pokemon game experience and those two aspects basically don't interact and i think this is this is where we're in agreement when it comes to what i think arceus is arceus is them realizing this (laughs) arceus is them saying okay let's just let's just make the wild i think think that's fair um and shining diamond and lustrous pearl if i i can't remember if that's actually the names the the diamond pearl i think think it's brilliant diamond and shining pearl Uh, okay i knew shining was in there somewhere um (laughs) at a one in eight hundred or eight thousand (laughs) so So, uh the diamond pearl remakes are the traditional pokemon adventure and arceus is the wild area and i think that's a much better separation because mm-hmm. the problem with Sword and Shield is you have this really cool idea of the wild area, and it's it's basically Route 101. <laughs> like, there's trainers to fight, you catch Pokemon, nobody ever talks to you, no, no plot points happen there. Um, you're not. It's like a ever, safari, like, but you can access it super, super early, so it doesn't yeah. feel special. It's it's the safari zone meets Rat One Hundred and One. It's a thing that you are constantly walking on, that uh, has a wide array of Pokemon that factors absolutely nothing to the plot. So my like, and this isn't even a counter argument. I think for me, that area in the beginning, I think I thought it was super cool for like the 20 minutes or 30 minutes instead of continuing on with the plot I just explored. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) So that's kind of how I felt. Tristan, maybe you had something a little bit different about this. I I think the wild area was cool. Um, I, it's as much as, okay. So I, I, a lot of people bag on this game's graphics and I think they're completely missing the point. Um, Maybe was the point. It's fair to like expect super quality graphics out of this game. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's a Pokemon game and it's on the Switch. So like graphical fidelity was never gonna be like Breath of the Wild levels. Cause I mean that, okay, that's so just strictly not the point. My only counter argument right away to this is 
I think if you played the Let's Go games, they're, what they chose to do artistically looked way cleaner. I agree, uh, than I but think those what they didn't chose. have to deal with camera angles. So, so are you saying specifically fair. for the 3D part? Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just mean in general, yeah. I think I think though that there could be a happy medium between. I, I think there's I think there is definitely more they could do. I just don't think enough people give it credit as a first effort, and I think if people don't really um, call attention to the fact that most of the like weird visual jank is in the wild area. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh well, where look at these trees? These these are from like the PS2." I'm like, "Okay, but like." This yeah, is, okay. It's their, the, it's the their play box time area. tree was a very good meme, I will admit. Yeah. Oh um, no, the, the memes were funny, but it's it, it got past memes for a lot of people. There's there's a joke um in the Final Fantasy community where there's there's one particular meme. It's a it's a riff off the I made this meme. Um, right. about a particular character in Final Fantasy 14. And it's just not true for the character in question. And people who just don't pay attention to anything have, like, latched onto this one meme as, like, an actual story point. And it's like, guys, can you, like, do just a little bit of critical thinking, please? I beg of you. I'm not saying people can't be disappointed with, like, the way the game looks. Because, like, there's definitely parts I get to the wild area and I'm like, wow, this is pretty sparse. Um, I think my biggest issue with the... As effectively a beta for the kind of thing they're doing with Arceus, I think it's fine, honestly. Yeah, my my biggest issue with the visual presentation, personally, is more the animations. That's fair. Yeah, that's understandable. Because there's all a of, lot of... All of the dunks I saw, though, were about things like pop-in and, like textures and like models in the oh, yeah. area. I, I, I don't like, honestly care about that yeah. too much for um the switch. Like Breath of the Wild does a lot of tricks to make people think it looks a lot better than it yeah, actually much. does. Yeah. Um if it extended and, past the wild area on a on a wider scale I'd probably be less forgiving of it. But I mean, yeah. the wild area really just exists. It's like it's like complaining the grass in Pokemon Red and Blue doesn't look very good. Like, I, I think sure. those are some great points. If I could jump in here, yep. I think sure. those are some great points. And and actually, for me, the only really the only part of this game that really bugged me is that at some point it seemed and, and like for me it was it was like, I'm gonna because I feel like the wild area. I think I think we're kind of in agreement. It's like okay, yes, it could have been better, but it's really just like this this trial thing. That doesn't really have that much of an effect in the game. And it also argue with the expansions, uh, which we can talk about at the end. Um, they actually help the wild area feel a little better because they do a better version of it. But yep. what I wanted to say for me, that I really enjoyed this game the first like eight hours in, right? But it did feel like the last 10 or so hours of the plot kind of dragged for me. And I don't know if it's the repetitive cycle, if the plot never got me, if, if maybe they're... I do think the, the plot I mean, was, a little, was a little off. I mean, yeah. my, my initial thought is to make a witty joke about how, wait, you had 10 hours of plot? Yeah. <laughs> Where was it? I, I, do, I do think the plot in this one meandered a little bit. Um, narratively, it is not one of the stronger entries. Uh, still better than I mean, just as far as I'm concerned. It's unfinished, really. So, so my thing is, it is unfinished, um, but it also clearly baits an expansion which I'm ultimately fine with. 
I Pokemon right. got a lot of Pokemon got a lot of really weird flack about the expansion pass. And I'm not entirely I, sure I understand it. Let, okay, let, let's keep the expansion. I want to keep the expansion to the end because I actually I, I think yeah. I'm in agreement with you on this one. Um, the let, let's talk a little bit about that though. The the plot feeling unfinished. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really want more plot in this world. Like I'm good. I've played enough. I've caught all the Pokemon. I got the Pokedex for the first time <laughs> in this world. Oh, so no, I, actually, I I just mean that there's straight up plot beats that are just straight up. I, I do think a lot they, of they just. I think they, they just the ran out of time and didn't finish them. Yeah, like I there's think a lot of the middle just the whole, kind of doesn't connect to much. There's the whole moment after the dark gym where you know there's a crowd building because everyone's just like giant Pokemon are going out of control right <laughs> over there, and you like <laughs> run through the crowd. They're like, oh my god, the champions fighting them with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> like, you like struggle through the crowd. You like push your way out and just like your rival's just there he's like oh yeah that just ended like five minutes ago hey look a tweet about it yeah it's just like what and i think i think here's the big thing i think pokemon's at his best is the more focused the story can be that's why like you know i started playing platinum again and i feel like they have a hyper focused story which platinum, which platinum's runs, really good for that yeah. yeah yeah runs the narrative and i think there's just a lot of characters in in this particular game, I didn't really care for. Like they didn't, they didn't kind of stick out to me. If that makes sense. At risk of um, sounding so, so, controversial, I think Sword mm-hmm. and Shield tried real hard to be subversive. Like almost, almost like, oh, we know this is. This, I don't so we're even know if they were it. being subversive or if they did that as a backup plan when they just didn't finish the. Plot. I don't. I don't know. Like, I can't a decide. Lot of, a lot of the plot with the chairman really felt like they were like, see, he was evil, and I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of knew. We that. know, <laughs> and like, and I, I, okay, I, mean, I should, they're, I should they're like, oh, something okay, okay. serious is going on. Us adults just, will just handle a, it. We're not going to send eleven-year-old children. You guys go run along and have fun with your uh, toys or whatever. Uh, I, I should yeah, make I, the I, disclaimer. I understand this game is for eight-year-olds. I'm not asking for <laughs> war and peace when it comes to like plot twists and like narrative depth. I'm just saying that I think they focus a little bit too hard on it being shocking that the chairman would be evil, that they didn't really do much with him. They didn't even like give him a good reason to be evil. He's just like in a like, thousand objectively, years. Objectively, we'll he's of one of the more fuel. justified villains, and he's one of the least villainous ones as well. He's just like we've got an energy crisis, and I can in fix it now years. instead of in a thousand years. But also, it's <laughs> going to happen in a thousand years. <laughs> Like, so, why like, was it a thousand years? It could be ten, and it would it at least make yeah. sense. It, like, they made it a thousand years, so they simultaneously made it non-urgent. And also, like, his plan wasn't bad. It was just rushed. Uh, like, why was he in a rush? You have 999 years. more years, dude. Like, yeah. That's, that's the thing that gets me, because they were like, oh, well, he needs a reason to do this. And I'm like, okay, okay. And they're like, an energy crisis. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's pertinent. That's that's relative to today's society. In a thousand years, what? I mean, they they didn't even set it up because, like, this is what I mean when I say like the plot's unfinished because there's areas I think that just got straight up cut. Like they uh, early on, you know, you crest a ridge and you like look out on a power plant and like I, I have a little conversation about. Game- I feel like you were supposed to go there at some point yeah. and maybe set up the fact that, hey, 
this power generation system that the chairman's invented isn't going to last forever and he needs a solution. And then, like, there's rumblings and an explosion at the power plant. And then you're told not to go there. And it's just like, but what? Why not? (laughs) I I do think this game suffered a little bit of development hell because I I feel like maybe the transition to Switch um, really bonked it as far as, like, their dev timelines. And, like, we were talking at the very start of this episode before we started actually recording about, um, for those who play Final Fantasy, the the expansion was just delayed two weeks. I feel like Pokemon, um, one, doesn't really care about delaying their stuff because it's Pokemon, and two, also can't necessarily afford to do it. No, it's a a media juggernaut. Yeah, like, there's, there's no real breaks on that train. So I think I think Sword and Shield obviously did have kind of some development woes because like I don't think they consciously set up to cut out as much of the Pokedex as they did, especially because they then added it back. So I think some of the weirdness in the story is like they ran out of time. Yeah. And then maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Um, because again, there's also um, the whole weird plot sequence in Pokemon London when you. like assault the government yeah and it just turns out because you don't believe that uh the champion is just that leon's just in like a long business meeting and it turns out that leon was just in a long business meeting and then you just leave yeah and it's just and like at the top of the tower like you know the big villain speech happens in like concept art pictures like yeah. the whole visual style just changes for this one scene, and it's just like, what? What's wrong with that? That's an artistic expression, Matt. <laughs> I mean, if they had done it more, I could, I could say like, oh, okay, you know, this is, this is just the style they went for for like the cutscenes, and that could be an interesting choice, you know. Um, you know, admit like, okay, we don't have the best cutscene animation, so we're gonna do these like really stylized artistic images for our uh, cutscenes. I I would accept that, but like just this one scene happens like that. And it's this giant moment. Like you're ascending through this elevator and like you fight all these different floors who are all trying to stop you from getting to the chairman. And then his assistant battles you in a Gigantamax battle. And Leon's just like on the other side of the room and she's like oh hey I didn't see you guys come in it's like how did you miss the giant trash pile fighting my other kaiju (laughs) um okay I'm gonna try to refocus because I feel I feel like I feel like we derailed a little bit that's good it's good back and forth you know something that sometimes maybe our podcast miss um what okay so it, this is interesting, okay? Because I think th- where this will come to a head, a lot of the things that we're talking about, um, and you know, this episode is is a little bit a ways off, but it's, it's our next special event episode, <laughs> which will be our first list. So our first list that we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna have two list episodes, not one after another, but one is gonna be uh, just the mainline games, and one's gonna be every game. I think I think that's kind of how I'm gonna separate. I think we talked about that at some point. Yeah. Um, and so what I'm curious about after going through all these other games, it's like, if I can, comp- it like, to me, it's just that feeling that st- stuck out to me where I'm like, 
I, I hated that feeling. And I think I think that feeling disappeared once it got to the really, really late part of the game, if that makes sense. But like somewhere around like gym five, essentially, right? Uh it there or maybe even earlier, there's just like a point in the midway where I'm like, oh, we're just doing the Pokemon thing and I'm not interested in the Pokemon thing right now, right? And I, I think also difficulty to me felt a little easy. I don't know if that's fair to say. Yeah, it was a little easy, but it's hard to say whether it's easy or if you're just smarter than when you were eight. I'm, just a, I'm not a child anymore. I think I've mentioned before when I was playing the first couple games as a child, you know, I just power leveled my starter. My Feraligator only knew cut uh, because <laughs> I was convinced it was the most powerful attack in the game. Like, did it seem more difficult back then? Sure. Honestly, for when, when you use absolutely. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. When you when you use that cut though, I you you convinced me, dude. Okay, because that cut was mowing down people. <laughs> yours, yours was the cut that pierced the heavens. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, I took a I, Ash's Snorlax in two hits with cut. Tristan, I want to ask you kind of here, what do you think is the best aspect of this game? What do you think kind of stands out to people who really enjoyed playing this? Oh man, we're gonna get controversial again. Not I do love it. Hop. He's very good. I like that your rival has like an actual place in the story. Um, I felt like that hasn't kind of happened in every game. He's he's just he's just nice. And he's nice without being like an utter sad sack, like Serena or Caleb <laughs> end up as. Because, like, I can beat Hop without feeling like I've kicked a puppy. And, like, that's important to me. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, very I felt like that. I was kicking a puppy after a while because, like, so there's, there's, he's there's just like, I'm going to be like my big brother. Right. And but then he, he, get, like, he just retires at the end to go. It's just like those who cannot do teach. No, but that's fair. I like that as an arc for him. He, like, went to, like, be a professor. That's, that's cool. Listen, like, he tried um, it, he attempted like it, and then... And that's yeah. what I liked about it. Yeah, no, that's fair. As opposed um, to Serena I, or Kalem, who is just like, and now I can Mega Evolve, and it still does nothing, and you're just like, yeah. Uh, I, no, I, I, just, I just felt levels. bad, because like every time Hop showed up, I just repeatedly just crushed his Pokemon into the dirt. That's fair. Man. So, okay, so as, as far as, like, actual battles go, yes, you're going to kick him like a puppy. But, like, <laughs> he reacts to it like a supportive friend instead of, like, a whiny acquaintance, I guess. Yeah, no, he, he ha- the way he's ridden is better. Yeah, he does that's, have a full like arc of, like, getting frustrated that he just cannot defeat you. Yeah. Ever. I like that and... it goes somewhere is my thing. I mean, that's fair. Uh, I think my opinions of Hop are tainted by A, I aforementioned problems with the story, and B, the post-game story. That's that's fair. The post-game was a little bit weirder, but I still liked it. All right, I, the like, problem I had with the post-game story not, is that, like, yeah. they acted... So, like, there's two different ways of doing cutscenes. You can either do tableaus, or you can do, like, full motion cutscenes and Pokemon tends to do tableaus. The problem I have with the post game in this game is it acts as though the people in a tableau are literally paralyzed. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not just stopped. 
um, in order to make the tableau and have the dialogue. They're, they literally cannot move to stop people from taking things right in front of them. Yeah, that's fair. Which gets really frustrating when you don't like, when you get really annoyed at the two foppish villains um, who are going around and doing all this stuff. And it's just like, how can we stop them? It's just like, maybe, maybe just don't give them the things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I think with the, I think we're getting kind of those thoughts across. I, this is actually very curious to me. This this whole thing because uh, I've maybe with with tri- some positivity from Tristan, I'm I'm kind of thinking about the game a little differently. Um, but I you know now the the thing that it keeps kind of hindering in the back of my mind is like okay, but compared to the other games, what am I gonna give it? You know that that's definitely a thing that I'm thinking about as well. Um, what um, what I thought we could. Oh, I, I would also like about? to add to the uh, things that the best aspect of the game, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm very negative about this game, but I will give credit where credit is due. I do like a lot of the Pokemon designs. Mm. So the actual Pokemon itself in the game, you thought were, were interesting. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Toxtris. Like they they tried a lot of uh, very interesting typings as well. Like I really like Toxtricity. Um, I I love Surfetched. Um, <laughs> you know you've got cool things like Phalanx. Have, have you seen its voice? Toxtricity? No, Surfetched. Uh, I can't remember it. It's it. Hold on. It was. I'll I'll show you after. It. Ash has one in the new manga. Or sorry, anime. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it, sure wait, it makes a voice. A voice. <laughs> um, probably the only Pokemon designs I don't like are the fossils. I know what they were trying to do with them. Um, I maybe we can I'm get just... Tristan Tristan's take. I think we talked about the Pokemon in the last episode we did on it. Um, so refer to one of our very first episodes. But I, I kind of want to get Tristan. What are What are your favorites? What are your least favorites from this this genre? Uh, this this Pokemon game. What are, sorry. I didn't quite favorite, that. favorite and least favorite Pokemon from this game. Oh, um, I gotta pull it up really quickly. It's been a yeah, bit. yeah, for sure. I like Snom. I love Snom. Like every every single Pokemon generation has like at least one weird bug that I just cannot live without, and it's Snom <laughs> for this one. So for those who don't know, Snom kind of looks like a Pokemon that was placed in a pillow. <laughs> it's very good, but it's like, it's like, yeah, no, it's great. It's, Snom's it's, good and Frostmoth is also a very good it's, it's, evolution. Yeah, for, yeah, it's it's just really strong. I think um, it's like this is a perfect plushie, you know? <laughs> if there's if there's one or two I don't like, it's like I don't like Boltund. Boltund has what I like to call the purloin problem. Where the, okay. I feel the like base Boltund is, is really good. I feel like Boltund is like missing a third evolution. I just don't like the way it looks like Yamper is really cute, and then Boltund is like, do y'all really have to go make Iron Fist a dog? <laughs> oh, jeez, okay, I can't get that out of my head now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine, but it's yeah, it's it's not anything that you're gonna be like, ooh, this is super. Yeah. This is this is what seven year olds thinks are cool. I think that is the design. I th- <laughs> think seven might have one of the strongest. Uh, sorry, eight. I can't count. 
I think I think this generation might have some of the strongest um, designs, and I think it's because of the one. It's one of the ones that kind of paired back a little too. Yeah, there's I not a lot had, of Pokemon. I think here. they had even. No, they had about the same as Gen Seven in the end, but some of that's like new stuff. Um, and I think once again, we we like the fact that kind of the n- amount of new Pokemon goes down. I, I do not like Eternatus. Funny. Which one? Eternatus. It's it's uh, like wireframe dragon. It, yeah, it's weird. It's just I, I know what they were going for with it because they're trying to make it. It's like purposefully weird. But the problem, I mean, my problems with Eternatus is that it's basically just like not set up at all in the plot. It it like, feels like an ultra just beast. It. it feels like an it ultra does. beast. It's an ultra even, beast. even weirder though, and that's what I don't like about it. Like it, you know. It also it also felt really up, like the darkest days, and like um, you know, the, the two legendary dogs fought to stop it. And okay, then the so chairman's just like, the- we have the Pokemon from the darkest days. It's just like, wait, how? Did, what? What is my that big, Pokemon? My, Where honestly, honestly, my big problem with it is that you catch it. Yeah, like if it was just a quirky one-off boss, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, that that happened." And then it's a, they should introduce Pokemon that like, like that are not okay. part of the Pokedex. Like you can never catch them. I, I wish they would not, because like they they they've they done just fight them <laughs> boss Pokemon like that before, like in things like the movie studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, huh. Um, um, yes. So with that in mind. Uh, how about the like? So you talk. You don't like Eternatus. Do you like the other legendaries in the game? Tristan? I think the dogs are good. Yeah, I like most the dogs of them. Are good. Yeah. The dogs are really good. Um, I'm a big fan of Dragapult. Oh, I, I was gonna say yeah, I like Dragapult as well. Dreepy is very good. It's again, Pokemon tends to put out like a quirky ghost type as well every generation, and I'm just like Chef Kiss. And they mix give it me, with the pseudo the legendary this year. Give me Dreepy. Just for a, just for our listeners, can we get a brief description of what? Okay, so Dreepy, like? Dreepy is a precious bean. It's a little dragon that's shaped like a <laughs> missile. He's a ghost, <laughs> ostensibly because the missile exploded. Um, Dracloak is like a bigger Dreepy. More importantly, there is a Dreepy on Dracloak's head. Yes, <laughs> which is very yes. good, and it's just it's just a bigger version of it, and it looks kind of like it's- a stealth bomber. It looks like a salamander dragon. And then Dragapult is wonderful. It's like a big like dragon with like an aircraft carrier for a head. And it shoots Dreepies. Well, no, it's straight up (laughs) just like a Blackhawk stealth bomber for a head. So okay, so I should I should I should um I should clarify what I mean when I say it shoots Dreepy. Because Dreepy's actual Pokedex entry involves or there, there's some mention of it where, like, Dreepy likes being thrown at speed. Like, it, it just wants to go fast. Yeah. So every time it evolves, it, it creates a parrot yeah. that launches it. Well, like, <laughs> Dragapult straight up, when it evolves, gains the ability Dragon Darts. That it just shoots two Dreepies as an it's attack. It's good. It's so good. When it isn't battling, it keeps Dreepy in the holes of its horns. Once a fight starts, it launches the Dreepy like supersonic missiles. <laughs> yeah, I found I found the I found the Pokedex entry I was looking for. It's, it's for Dragapult. Apparently, the Dreepy inside Dragapult's horns eagerly look forward to being launched out at mock speeds. And I'm like, yes, I love them. <laughs> it's great that Sword and Shield have a different Pokedex entry for this Pokemon. <laughs> I think it's kind of wild, actually. Um, 
Some, somebody like had you know was doing like the writing part of the thing and it's like oh like we still have a year till the game's done just make a bunch of unique pokedex entries <laughs> for each of the games i can't find something. it right now but i saw i saw a picture once someone like did a little doodle of like a drapey inside the cannon on a dragon pole, yeah. and it oh, was mother amazing. i crave violence <laughs> oh, no. um, uh, while we're on the subject of pokemon I think we should probably address the Gigantamax in the room. Oh, yes. Yes. I like it. <laughs> I forgot about that. I like it. You like Gigantamaxing? I, uncritically, okay. uncritically, it's one of it's one of the cooler gimmicks they've made. Okay. All right. This is what I think. I hated it until the second expansion pass where they had the mini. It's like a mini zone for Gigantamax. I don't like in the wild area. It's a little random, but in the second like where you're trying where it becomes like a mini game and you're just trying to survive like you're you have four lives and you have to survive to the end of this in the second expansion to get like rare pokemon or legendary pokemon from other games um i liked it there because it became its own little like mini game and i thought it was a lot of fun but before then i didn't because it it in the actual battles it it I don't like when things feel like they're trying to be bigger than like, I'm okay with them just staying the same size because I think the worst thing that happens is we're in a giant battle and then you're the one who Gigantamaxes, but the opponent doesn't like, I feel like the idea of Gigantamaxes have both the Pokemon giant at the same time but when they're not, it just looks silly. Yeah, no, you know? I, I agree. It looks silly when they're not. Um, I do think there's a lot of Gigantamax battles are bad when only one of them is Gigantamaxed. Yes. Um, but I think that's on purpose because it does feel like a lot of the draw to Gigantamax is making a tactical play where you no, do it force them play, into it at maybe a not a great time no, to do exactly. that. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. My one issue really with the gimmick is that certain Pokemon have like I forget the I forget what the term they use, but they get like a new form when they Gigantamax. Um, and it looks cool. <laughs> and it looks cool. Yeah. I but okay, just uh, just briefly you can, Butterfree. <laughs> just just briefly, Gigantamax is the one that has their own forms. Everything else oh, is just okay. Dynamax. Yeah. Dynamax. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's the difference. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's my bad. I was I was the first to say Gigantamax. Oh wait, so wait, is so Gigantamax? Is it? Hold on, hold on. I just want to clarify this. So, are they? How different are they? Like, if you have your own form, is there something different that happens with your stats, or is it just the look? Uh, I think you get. I think you might have like a some stat of them, boost some or an modified stats. I think. <clears throat> yeah. And you have, I know you have a special move that's like unique to that that thing. I believe. Yeah, I believe you have one move that's unique to it, but it's. It, for, to me, it just felt like Dynamax. So I was talking about Dynamax for the most part. Um, but Gigantamax, I feel, to me, is very similar. I like that there's a cool variation, but it didn't feel very different to me. But the to be fair, I'm The problem I have with it is that you can only Gigantamax, Gigantamaxable Pokemon that you catch in a Pokemon den who were Gigantamaxing. Mm-hmm. So you can't gigantamax other just like so so let's say i catch a um a rookie um and i evolve it to a corviknight corviknight can gigantamax but my rookie cannot yeah because oh so uh, wait there's certain gigantamaxes that are not the final evolution well no so so okay i can have a corviknight i evolved from a rookie 
But that okay. that Corviknight cannot Gigantamax. It can only Dynamax. The only Corviknights that can Gigantamax are Corviknights I catch in dens who have specifically Gigantamaxed in that den. Got it, got it, got it. Which I do not like as a feature because, um, as, I mean, 90% of that feeling is just because of Rookity. Because I like to catch a Pokemon in its youngest evolutionary state, evolve it up, and then that's my Pokemon, right? Yeah. But in order to have the cool super form, I have to catch a Corviknight. Mm-hmm. And I already had a Corviknight, but my Corviknight was wrong. So you I don't like have the feature... special thing. Yeah. Which yeah, was... I, I guess you're... It's just kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really like it was really annoying and just kind of defeating. Because like if I wanted to have the because I picked out my team ahead of time because I saw like you know the Gigantamax forms have been leaked, so I picked out my team ahead of time to maximize um, type coverage and also have as many Gigantamaxes as I can because I I was really excited for that, and then I couldn't have that. And, and I just you have to capture a new Pokemon that you didn't. I had to train. capture a new Pokemon identical to the one I worse than the one I had trained because the one I trained had EVs and whatnot, and I'd grown attached to it. If I wanted to get Gantamax, I had to use this new Pokemon that I caught at its final evolutionary stage. So I didn't even get. So if I had gone in just to get this, I would have had to basically ignore evolving in a Pokemon game. It, it was just a really not great implementation. I personally think that, like, if a Pokemon had a Gigantamax form, all of them should be able to do it. Yeah, I, I, I you know, or I make it a held part- item like Mega Evolutions. I, I don't have like a particular uh, form against for this one because to me, yeah, it didn't matter I'm, as much, I'm like but- <laughs> super annoyed at it just because, like, again, like I just really went into this with like as many Pokemon as I could. And then it's it like, no, cool. no, no, that's not the right Corviknight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's fair. I don't know if you have anything to say that Tristan or just Matt's on his own rant here. What, what do you no, feel? I, I don't have a lot to add there. Yeah, I'm, I'm neither for or against it. Like to me, it's not as annoying because I didn't care. But I, I could see that someone who who uh, was looking forward to actually I, it felt more thought out. It more it felt more thought out than Z moves because Z moves are yeah. kind of stapled on. I, I straight up like moves <laughs> twice when I first got them. And some of them, some them of them were really cool, but I, I feel like it was a little too. Um... I definitely I used different types of gimmicks. Through the whole game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't uh, like for that matter. I don't like how they took out Mega Evolutions for this one, though. Agreed. On, on some level, I understand that they didn't want to conflict it with Dynamax, but like, I actually agree with that. I, I don't like conflicting. I, I, I do think, miss it. I liked them a lot. To be fair. To be fair, maybe they just need to find some like the best gimmicks that work the best that people like. The I, most I think Mega Evolution was just like the the was like a really good idea, and they've kept trying to ha- like capture lightning in a bottle again. I think Mega Evolution's the best concept of the once per battle power boost thing that they keep yeah. trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. the the only problem, the only other problem, just on Dynamax that I had with it was I wasn't a big fan of the like three stink clouds that like orbited the top of the Pokemon. Yeah, that's true. Mm, yeah, I do like the yeah, Dynamax yeah, they kind of look. Limit. 
I, I felt like yeah. that added some depth. Yeah. Like, uh, I think, I, I think for a couple gym leaders, I just waited out their, uh, um, Dynamax. It does feel really good to wait out Dynamax and then just let loose with your own. Yeah. Like yeah, if you, yeah. If you yeah. happen to have the right kind of setup, you can just be like, and now it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Eternus is like, literally just like, here's your hard counter. <laughs> Doesn't do bonus damage against Dynamax Pokemon. I, I think believe. it does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're just a hard counter Pokemon. That's funny. Um, okay. I think we can now maybe move on to the expansions. Unless there's any final things on the main game before the expansions, we can talk about the expansions a little bit. Uh, um, um, oh, I have one note. Yeah. It's not important, but it's really fun. Do it. Um, Toby Fox got to produce a song for this this one. Okay. And the motif that was chosen, it's in the Battle Tower, the motif that was chosen um, is the melody from a song on the Homestuck like opera thing, The Baby Is You, which is an fan piece about being pregnant with your own best friend, somehow, using huh. time travel. <laughs> So and props to Pokemon? Toby Fox for sneaking that into a main series Pokemon game. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like a thing Toby Fox would do. Oh no, one hundred percent. That's just I just wanted it out there. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, with that, with that little thing, uh, Matt, do you have do you have anything you want to add about the main game before we talk about expansions? Uh, the only other thing I would add for the main game is. After thinking about the, after going over the old games, I, I'm really hit with how like, uh, limited the environments in the uh, non wild area are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple areas that do stand out um, for being a bit more uh, explorable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the route where you meet the fossil lady is pretty uh, um, has like Fine. a couple different routes and you can explore around a bit like the mines in particular are very very limited and I think well I mean I don't want to go back to the conversation of caves but I think I think that's the one thing that maybe they they kind of hope the wild area would be your exploratory area but like once you've gone through the wild area once in the main game, You've kind of you've kind of seen it all, you know. There's not yeah. too much more to see, yeah. um, and and so so I think you know, and with caves being so like one dimensional, I think you're right. I think that could have been a nice like having some dungeons, having some some more typical like challenging areas that like are a power plant, like a power plant. For <laughs> sure. um, okay, let's talk about the expansions. Number one, um, I know there's some blowback on the expansions. I definitely prefer these expansions over re-release of the game. They made more sense to me for, for me to purchase them. Uh, Tristan, I imagine you purchased them as well because you, you seem I actually didn't. Them. I'm super oh, broke. Just, I'm going to at some point. I just haven't had the no time. Worries, no worries. And I didn't no, want to drop yeah. it. I didn't want to drop Matt, 40 bucks when I wasn't on. Um, yeah. I, I, I have sort either, of right? shield yeah. uninstalled on my Switch. Like, You've, I whoa! I, I, I Sword and Shield has the same problem that like most of my Switch games has right now, which is Joy-Con drift makes it really, really unplayable. Really? Um, I, I yeah, so. I've got real so. bad Joy-Con drift in one of mine, and I still got to get it sorted out. But, 
but uh, I, because of that, sense. I kind of stalled on Endgame, and then I was like, I can't really buy the expansion pass until this is fixed, huh? So do, do I don't know if Matt or do either you kind of get why people might be mad of this expansion? Like what, no, what was yeah, this? straight up. No, I don't understand it. Okay, okay Matt. Matt no, I, I can understand. I can understand it. I, I, I don't understand agree with subs- it. Okay, there for we go. all the problems I have with it, I don't agree with it. I can understand why people. So, people um, are probably upset because Sword and Shield very much lack an end game. Like they have the post game story, um, which is all fine. It, and it good, feels especially since you. Yeah. Do, I, I, if I remember correctly, that's when you catch your uh, title legendary. Uh, yeah. You don't actually catch them during the main plot, which was interesting. You have the, you have the sword and shield haired people. <laughs> that's the, yeah. That's your you, you have yeah. the you have the two fops. Um, <laughs> two fops. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, actually, uh, it's funny because I actually enjoyed that part. Anyway, <laughs> I I, I did not like their personalities myself. Oh, I did not um, like their personalities. But again, I enjoyed that's, that part that's where I was talking maybe about, like cutscene paralysis. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, outside of that, there was basically no post game, and, and so I, I, I get it because it, it feels like you know, the one thing it's like this is a multi billion, you know, probably one of the greatest, richest franchises of all time, right? Yeah, RPGs. oh, no, it is, it is, it is. So, with that in mind, it's like it felt like, oh, like this, these parts of the expansions. Because I believe was it forty in total, or were they forty each? The Canadian, I don't, I don't, I don't know the American one. Do you, I, do you I remember can't that? remember. I think it was forty. It was for forty. Both. It was forty total. Yeah, yeah. It's forty total. But I think the reason people are like, it's like, oh, this could have easily been included in the main game. If that makes sense, like it's just yeah. Because there, that's a, because that's the, the issue are. was that, uh, especially looking back as we have over all these different Pokemon games, that's what's giving me this perspective. Is that like a lot of these games had at least some post game, you know, the, the amount varied a lot. Like, you know, gen two had another entire complete map with gym leaders, not expecting that from everything. Um, well, and I, I think, you know, to be like with Ruby and Sapphire, like, I think even in the, the main version, like the first version of those games, you had so much additional exploration to do once. The yeah. Game finished. Cause like there was the whole mm-hmm. Reggie's, uh, puzzle to solve to get like there's a lot of post game legendaries in uh, the, Ruby the, the islands and yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, underwater pillar, and islands yeah not yeah. spear pillar um uh, the big tower Rayquaza 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 yeah, yeah um so yeah it's, Diamond it and that Pearl element, has a whole feel. island mm-hmm. and black and white sections off half the entire map like there's <laughs> So, so they have a wild area and I, I think I think we're getting to the crux of it right is that the wild area is supposed to be this grand adventure part of the game and everyone else everything else feels very we're walking a straight path yeah I, I, feel I like, think we're getting to a crux of it here well yeah. well I'm not even like hitting on that again I'm just it's just that there isn't anything after you complete the story of sword and shield and mm-hmm. then they're like on like day one they were like and you can buy this expansion pass for um our two dlc expansions and there's this meme in the gaming community that 
in some cases is more valid than others, but it's never completely true that developers cut stuff out of the game to make DLC. That's typically not how it actually works. And people tend to use that a lot. Um, while really it's just that like, no, they straight up made the game and then like there's then they also then they work on this uh additional content afterwards and that is I DLC. So what I'm um, pretty sure is I think they were already working on this additional content. Um, yeah, as, as a production. But I think to be fair to them, it was probably a different team. Or like the it's, Oh, oh definitely. It wasn't it wasn't cut out of the game is what I'm getting at. Yeah. That, but a lot of say. people feel that like this is where i say i understand why people were upset i don't agree with them um there wasn't a lot of post game they say hey look we have all this post game that'll be 40 bucks and people um made the mental connection of they're selling us the pokemon post game for for 40 additional dollars on top of what i see i don't agree though so okay so Uh, no i'm saying i don't know that's that's fair i'll get i'll get to it um, the thing with really early launch content with DLC, whether it's like day one or just like within the first like couple months, um, typically it's just as a result of a game going gold as far as like production goes, you know, where the devs then yeah. have like four months or so to like sit on their thumbs. Oh, otherwise. especially with like uh, anything involving like uh, cosmetic items or whatnot. Yeah. Because uh, the art teams have literally nothing to do for the last like six months of yeah. development. Um. The one thing I will give the people mad about the expansion pass is I do think that locking the Pokedex behind it was a bad optics thing. Oh, absolutely. That, um, like, I understand like, why the rest of the decks the had Pokedex. to wait. I understand why it had to wait. Um, I feel like they should have added more Pokemon to the base game rather than making you get the expansion pass for that. Yeah, um, like they should have just. Apart from apart from that, though, I don't. I can't. I can't agree with. I know. I know you don't. I'm not. I'm not attacking you when yeah, I say yeah. this. I cannot grasp the people saying it's an end game thing. Like, I, I see. All. You know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? It's I. I have no problem with the end game. Um, I think there might be a little bit for me. It's like I think the game with the expansions itself as a total could have been probably a little like you know twenty bucks cheaper. Maybe um, that's that's with fair. the end product. I, th- I think well, my that problem might be a fair is, assessment. At the very end of the day, what my problem is, um, specifically with regard to this fandom, it's <laughs> mind-boggling to me that people have been willing to pay historically um, fifty dollars for a game, and then like a year and a half later, fifty dollars again for functionally the same game that you have to replay. With like two hours of extra content, and now they're just giving you that extra content for slightly cheaper. And now they're just giving you the content for cheaper, and you can use your progress from the main game. And like, I, I, I don't know. That's fair. I don't get why this is some travesty in so many people's eyes. It's not a perfect (laughs) system. I'm not going to say it is. I'm I'm just like guys. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely more prefer this model. And if, if I liked sword and shield i'd probably have been right there for the dlc oh no for uh, sure it was, because, it was just know, really weird to watch people like freak out about how sword and shield not sword and shield uh sun and moon had like a particularly sparse second entry 
and how X and Y just didn't have one at all. What's well, like, but you don't need like, to buy those. Why is this DLC? And I'm like, because you guys didn't like what they did with the other ones. Yeah, I yeah. think it was just. I I think the negative opinion was there from the lack of a post game and the cut Pokedex. It also doesn't help, strictly speaking, that this was the first game with DLC. Yeah. Um, I think Pokemon should have jumped the on game that itself, bandwagon like, with X and Y. Went, like, full stop. The yeah, 3DS yeah, had the... This... Um, mm-hmm. Like, the support was there on the 3DS to have DLC. Uh, I think they should have bitten that bullet early, and I don't think people would have baby-raged about it nearly as bad. No, it was, I think it was a combination was... of a weak entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just, like, legitimately cut... Uh, when I say cut content here, I don't mean, like... I don't mean it in a negative sense. I mean it. Just no, people it, perceive it as was, cut content, though. So I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, um, I, I when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about like the Pokedex because the Pokedex, yeah. the full Pokedex, is legitimately, undeniably cut content. It was yeah. content that was cut, and then, uh, it was re-added to the game when they had time to they didn't add do the whole so, Pokedex, right? And they, they only added four hundred DLC. Now. I think it is most. No, it's only there f- now. Yeah, it's for well. Okay, so I I completed the poke. This is the first time I com- okay, completed okay. a Pokedex in a game, and it was four hundred eleven Pokemon at the end. Um, but yeah. I believe. Uh, I feel like since the expansion know, pass and Pokemon Home, it has all been added back. Well, no, no, Pokemon Home has all of them all the time, right? Yeah, you, you could have always. Yeah. No, but I feel like you could transfer them all now. I could be wrong. Uh, that, I haven't, I haven't played the expansion pass. And shields. <sighs> Uh, national decks. I'm I'm pretty sure they haven't changed it. Okay, that's fair. Okay, uh, they don't have a national decks. No, that's never changed. So so you you had a whole bunch more. I think there's 200 more Pokemon. But I mean, for my OCD sake or you know whatever tendencies I have for having all the Pokemon, uh, I didn't hate it because I just put them in Pokemon Home. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, the principle still stands if they added like a bunch more Pokemon, um, because. I mean the the whole national decks issue was a big deal for a lot of the uh, fandom, especially mm. since Game Freak's reasons they gave Game for Freak's why they, reasons were abysmal. They didn't the, have they reasons. were like high quality animations. No, they like, were talking about high quality animations and stuff, and it just didn't. I understand like, what I I, I I again the visual problem I have with this game is the animations are oh no terrible. It, no I agree. It was it was such a specifically bad justification for it that I almost wonder if it was like mistranslation. Yeah, well, it could be. I just, there's just part of me that's like you know I I've, I've just accepted I'm gonna probably have that Pokemon Home subscription and pay that. I mean I don't even have a problem with mm-hmm. uh, them not necessarily having the national decks in every game if i'm being yeah. honest no i agree like I'm, if I'm, they legitimately point, had a more yeah. focused pokedex for a region said like these are the pokemon we're bringing back for this region and this like you know and you know it could be an interesting spin because there's there's a lot to be said for what teams you can make with a given pokedex in a region um, you're just giving me good ideas because i i like i want the, the like one Pokemon game where they separate the whole like country into regions and every region is like a type. On on <laughs> yeah. that um on that note, so I think what people's problem is is everyone's got favorites and having those favorites not making the cut does suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Nintendo has had a good track record of making it interesting. 
I guess, as far as like VGC and stuff like that goes. Um, because for Sun and Moon, the way competitive worked was um, for the first year, any Pokemon you entered on your team had to, no questions asked, be bred or caught on that game. Mm, that like, makes could sense. not could not be from Pokemon Home or Pokemon Bank at the time, but um, you know, same deal. And then the year afterwards, they were like, "Yeah, and go nuts!" And I think that's cool as like a kind of seasonal thing. I wish they yeah. kind of play with that more often than just taking Pokemon out of the game, because like if they come for Pumpkaboo, it's on site. Uh, <laughs> just, just <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I think I think the real issue here, because if they had just said like, "Look, these are the Pokemon we put in the game. We think it'll be an interesting mix." Yeah, um, I think they could have. And um, there were actually like, and, and they, and there's either actually good animations for it, or they just admit and say like, um, "We took a lot. We did a lot of work with uh, implementing this wild area. It's this big experiment that we're trying out, and unfortunately, we weren't able to get all the Pokemon to work with it, and just been honest with the community. I think there would have been still blowback. I'm not trying to pretend that the Pokemon community is some like is going to suddenly become this very level headed uh, <laughs> hive mind. I, I almost that... feel like it was like not a mistranslation, but like a too literal translation. Yeah, I, I feel like or, they said it, high quality animations, and what they meant to say was, if we put them all here, this game is going to suck, and it won't be up to our standards. Yeah, um, because it was high just, quality animations primes people's expectations for like high quality animations. Prim- it primed people to who were upset with the change to find the lowest quality animations, and those were everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. Like there were right, a couple. Think- there were a couple legitimately high quality animations. Like I still love um, the uh, like fire soccer ball. It, it does put people <laughs> on the hunt for low hanging fruit, and I think I, if I had to sum up Sword and Shield, um, I think it's an unfortunate victim of like twelve different things that had to happen for the future of the franchise that just happened <laughs> to make this at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> they just happened to make this confluence of like butt mad. And maybe it's justifiable, but mad in a lot of cases, but like it just, mm. I think people right, are I'm too gonna... harsh on this game ultimately, but I also understand why they're harsh on it because there yeah. were a lot of changes. Yeah. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm going to, I want to talk about the expansions a bit because I feel I won't get a chance at this point. At sure. we're going. I don't know um, them. So I, I was just trying to get my, yeah, exactly. It's all. It's all good. It's all good. Um, I think. I think we brought up some great points there. Um, and I, I think they'll also contribute to our final discussion after the expansions. With the expansion itself, okay, all the money and, and cost things aside, um, I think they are quality. I really do like this like eight month or a couple month break between it. I actually, I don't want to say this out loud because a hundred percent they'd find a way to make more money. So to <laughs> to, to, to to annoy me, but I don't hate this like like a small chunk of Pokemon every like four months model, if that makes sense. Um, Cause it, it's kind of nice to just be able to play a whole bunch and then take a little break and play a whole bunch um, because, and maybe that would have alleviate some of my like longer gameplay woes of this game. Um, I think there was, there was a lot more exploring, a lot more hunting down Pokemon that were randomly running around, which I thought was a lot of fun. Um, I also learned how to whistle in the game. <laughs> 
because <laughs> you need to do that <laughs> to catch flying Pokemon, uh, especially Articuno, like the new Articuno. Um, I think their little plot was a lot more focused and I was a lot more invested. And the fact that it was only like five hours each expansion is nice. I, I like focused small plots. I get in, I enjoy it, and then I'm good. You know, I and I think... Uh, I th- I think it's also like, okay, this is what the wild area should have looked like, right? Like this is kind of the feeling that you should have had with the wild area. We're just moving around open roaming. Um, but like Matt and I have talked before, I think like unless the gameplay were to change where when you're open war, war, like you don't just go into a fight state. You just maybe you actually like start fighting people, you know, like like it, it's like your Pokemon are more like, you know, um, Breath of the Wild style. Uh, you know, I, you just, I think you just, just run call in. it Arceus style at this point. Arceus style. Well, no, but I, I'm curious because Arceus still kind of has a feeling that they're going to still try to do like some kind of like cutscene a little bit. Oh, um, from from what I've seen. So my point is is I think this idea of this open world like or more 3D thing, but then you like break and go into the fight scene anyway. Meant I was like, okay, this is cool, but I don't know if if I prefer this over like the standard top down look um it, it was just, it was just it was really nice to see but i'm like i this isn't like a plus or minus for me if that makes sense right yeah that's fair. um i think the i think the reason the expansions were fun is because there was a bunch of like mysteries and and catching rare pokemon i'm looking kind of forward to the on. pokemon arceus um yeah, yeah. Battle pass, take on now that you've said it no battle, oh, the pass, battle pass, i've it, done it oh no it, yeah. i've done it oh no pokemon final, fantasy, final fantasy announced that they're adding a battle pass uh feature effectively to their pvp in the next expansion. Um, well, is it only cosmetic? Because it won't involve money. Because it's already a paid subscription game. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So so anyway, I, I would definitely, if you know if you are bored and you want to play maybe the better part, I, it feels very much like some imagination of what they wanted Sword and Shield to look like for the whole game. Uh, so I, I would recommend it from that perspective. And I enjoyed what it was. Um there's first plot all like karate themed I really like. And the second one is like you're you're going into a, you have a loud obnoxious explorer, but you're going in and you're and you're uh you're trying to find rare Pokemon and Yeah, and there's like a, a little story in the background stuff. So it it felt the most JRPG out of all of them. <laughs> um and I think I told this to Matt though, but like old like it felt like you know old school style JRPG. Um I'm it's kind of weird because like I'm not a fan of the look, if that makes sense sometimes. Like sometimes there's a sense of like, oh, we're just like what it's 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 weird to explain, but I I think okay, ultimately, let me put it this way. I love the expansions, okay. Um, but I think I'm still a fan of the top-down Pokemon at the end of the day, uh, is my more preferred style. So I'm I'm very curious about Arceus and them actually kind of going outside of the bounds of standard like oh we pause we pause our wild thing into this battle sequence that's turn-based you know uh yeah i I guess that's my final thought on the the expansion that's a little rant for me (laughs) do do either of you have questions about about the expansion um like if it was part of the main game like let me put it i think this might be interesting right if it was part of the main game I don't know if I had played it like right after the main game, it would necessarily improve or, or like disprove my thoughts on the main game. If that makes sense. That makes it, sense. it might, it, it might be neutral. Like I think them by itself in like small chunks, I really liked like that pacing of it. 
Um, but if if we were, if I was to play, like I think by the end of Sword of Shield, I was like, okay, I'm kind of good. <laughs> like I need a little break from this game before I play it again. So I, I like that there was a break. So let me put it that way. Yeah, no, that yeah, uh, understandable. Yeah, there's a there's something to be said about um, separated content versus contiguous content. Um, because, you know, as you said, you know, you enjoyed every four months or so playing the new, having some new Pokemon to play. Mm-hmm. And in that case, it doesn't need to be contiguous. You know, it's not like, as you said, one's like a very karate themed once you're, uh, uh, going you're, on you're this exploration thing. Into the winter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finding ancient Pokemon. And yeah. like, you can have common plot elements or characters, but you know, you don't need to, they don't need to lead into each other, which I think is. Well, they didn't. I'm going to say that right away. Like I, it had not, the, the expansions have nothing to do with the main game. It feels, it feels yeah. like a completely separate thing, except on these islands, people don't know that you are actually the strongest trainer in the world. <laughs> 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 so you just follow all these people. They're like, I can beat you. I've done, I've used karate Pokemon for 20 years. I'm like, yeah, I just won this world championship. Okay. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I th- I think maybe it's time. Okay, uh, I think I think it's time for us to discuss as we approach our list episode. Where after all this discussion that we had today, and I, I thought some interesting points that I hadn't thought of previous. Where do we feel is the stacking up? Is are we in the higher end, the middle end, or the lower end? Uh, let's start with Matt. I'm going to start with Matt. I'm most curious about Matt. Where where um, is? I he, I, is, I think I've been pretty clear. I was going to say <laughs> yeah. like. Let's just start with me because this isn't going to be much of a discussion. Um, I'm I wear my opinion of Sword and Shield on my sleeve. Uh, it's it's so do you think do you think part. it's actually going to be at the bottom at now? It's going to be at the bottom, yeah. Wow. Okay, like the yeah. very bottom, the very, very bottom. bottom of all the games. Wow. All right, we'll Maybe see not when he like has to make all the list. games, including the spinoffs, because like, um. They're, I'll they're, give you the list, so you, maybe maybe there'll be one game that like <laughs> beats it out. But there you go. There's Matt at the yeah, very yeah. Some very of the bottom. mobile games may be below that, but like, oh, we're not we're not comparing the mobile games. Okay, um, <laughs> Tristan, how do you rank this game? Um, probably towards the middle, honestly. As much as I'll defend it and say people bag on it too much, uh, parts of it just really didn't hold up as well as other ones. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I so I think yeah yeah oh is is that it yeah, <laughs> yeah, still, yeah. somewhere no, in the middle I've, somewhere I've in the middle okay I've said my piece that's fair <laughs> um, with this game I mean this is great that Tristan was here because I actually thought Tristan was gonna bag on it as well so it's kind of it's kind of good that this turned out <laughs> a different episode than I thought um, I yeah I think I think my opinion has changed a little bit um. You know, I think there is something to seeing Pokemon in 3D. I think, unfortunately, Let's Go Pikachu has made my opinion worse because how clean that game looks compared to this game, even though it's a game that was like released a year or two earlier. And that might be more with artistic direction and, and being very focused and, you know, not having to design a new game from scratch. You're essentially building off of a plot that's been redone a million times. Uh, so 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 you have that advantage. You can just kind of focus on the art and the cl- how clean the game looks. Um, but there, I think there are definitely a couple games I would rank lower than this one. 
Um, and I think the expansions have done, they've done just enough to like up it a little bit uh, from, from where I was originally when I finished the first game. Um, although I, I would argue that once the base game finished, I actually enjoyed the little plot after. And I think in general, maybe I just enjoy plots that are very specific focused uh, and don't yeah, go in too deep. Like, if you overdo the directions, you know what I mean? I want to be able to pick up, I, I want to be interested in the characters enough to be able to pick up the game. And even if the plot is like pretty specific, at least I know what's going on and at least I care about the characters. And I think to me, that was one thing is, is the characters didn't stick out enough for me. I think, I think that hurts it a little bit. And there was that little bit of drag. Uh, near near kind of that middle middle end section um where i'm like okay like looking at the time like where are we at so i think that's what brings it down for me but at, at the end of the day i think there's i definitely have some games i don't like as much as this one and I'm, i'll I'm, <laughs> i might i might amend my previous statement because i'm thinking about it um it might not be the absolute lowest i'm gonna have to do some soul searching between this and uh black and white too well Remember, we're gonna do two lists. One's gonna be an extensive <laughs> list, um, and one's gonna be a, a hyper focus list. Uh, if that makes sense. So right, but I still need to decide which one I don't like more. This Fools, I have two. ADHD. All of my lists are hyper focused. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I I think it's at the lower end, but I don't think it's the last. I think I think I might have one or two that eke out before it uh, for various reasons, which are fair, or unfair, and, and definitely personally biased. Um, and memory is a fickle thing. All right. Uh, I think with that. I think it's maybe uh, time for us to close out the show. I thank you, Tristan, for giving that perspective. I think we got to some good places today um, yeah. with, yeah. with no, this I revisit. I don't think we'll be doing too many more revisits. I think the only reason we did this revisit is because Tristan hadn't been on the first episode, and I thought, or the first ep- first time we visited this, and I thought it'd be good to get some yeah, of Yeah, today I get right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoy this episode. Spread the word. Um, you know, uh, we've... It, I've seen a trend. Okay, it seems the people have spoken. They like the main episodes. There's like ten people that like the main episode more than the regular episodes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a slight bump and in increase uh, when it comes to when it comes to uh, our kind of mainline games. So we're gonna we're gonna try to focus in on those. We'll take it. Hopefully, we'll take those ones where we get them. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> we'll, you'll enjoy the um, the uh, shining pearl brilliant diamond <laughs> uh uh thing that we'll do in two or three weeks where we'll look at at that game uh so i hope you look forward to that and uh, yeah spread the word thank you for listening and we'll yep. see you next time see Bye-bye. you next time all right see you guys later.